You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. All right. Hello, everybody. Audio listener. That's the only type of listener that there is because we don't have video yet, but we're working on it, maybe in the future. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Sewing and Growing podcast. I don't have my coffee. John, you take it over because I need my coffee. All right. He's going to go grab his coffee. Well, we have what you enjoy the most when we have special guests. We have, I want to say a good friend, but that seems a little irreverent. Not that I need to be <laughs> reverent towards you, Alan, but we have the guy who brings the offering message to us almost every week here at New yeah. Creation Church, but he's more than just the offering man. He is a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. And you're going to probably do a better job of describing yourself than I am, Alan Wolf. So, everyone, welcome Alan Wolf. <laughs> Let us know about yourself, sir. Well, thank you. It's too bad we don't have video because these guys look really, really good today. I mean, they're just. <laughs> neither of us, I'm neither of us are wearing a trucker hat. Yeah, neither of us are wearing a collared shirt, sir. You're wearing Amazing a collared shirt. Look. So, anyway, I appreciate that uh, the time that. Uh, uh, they asked me to be here, and and uh, so basically, they asked me to share a little bit about my career, and mm -hmm. you know some of the things that I did um, that has made me successful. Mm -hmm. Things that I can share to hopefully um, help the listeners be yeah. successful without reinventing the wheel. And um, so basically, I started out. Uh, Jan and I were uh, super young when we got married. I was 21 and she was 19 and Kyle came along when I was 22 and, and she was 20. So wow. we had to be successful. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. no we couldn't, yeah, failure wasn't an option when you got, when you got little kids. And so I learned early that, you know, if I don't work, I don't get paid. And so um, when I had the opportunity, I was blessed with the opportunity to go on sales. We moved to Glenwood, not really knowing what was going on, but we did have a church before we moved, New Creation Church. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so we had that before we moved, but I started this new position in, in sales and, and I realized, you know, it's a, a very competitive business and something that I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoy the competitiveness, but I learned very quickly that the harder the work, the more money you can make. So that's, you know, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it a lot. Mm. Um, and so, um, again, like we've talked about many times, priorities, God first, family second, and my job third, I always kept that the same, um, because it's real easy in any business to get that out of whack. Yeah. And especially in the construction business, I know a lot of guys that, you know, grew up never seeing their kids and now their kids never see them. So Ooh. it's kind of a bad cycle. Oh, so yeah. that was, uh, kind of my, um, my start into it. And then, you know, in our organization, Pella requires, Pella Corp requires that you grow 15% a year. So if you wow. grow 15% a year, you double every five years. Wow. And that's really not a, um, you know, a, something that, you know, they take lightly. It's a mandate, you know, it's not mm -hmm. optional. You got to do it. And the way they set up the branches, you could lose your branch you know, you get on the get well program for a few years and then they take it over. And so get moved to the it's either get well or hospice. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Get well or, or be gone. And so get well or be gone. <laughs> so, uh, we had a, a say in our motto. organization, um, sell or get fired. Mm -hmm. And so you knew every month what your quota was and, and, uh, it didn't go too many months where you were on the get well program. And, and then they had all kinds mm -hmm. of, uh, get well. That's what they really called it. The get well program. Yeah. Get well. Wow. program. Yeah. That is the get <laughs> well program. That'd be really uh, hard for me to, the, if I was on the get well program. Oh yeah. It is very, <sighs> it's uh means I'm sick. means I need to produce. Yep. I'm going to do this whole, uh, hold the mic thing. I actually really like it. 
Yeah, what he's talking about is we have the first guest who's actually holding their mic and not using a mic stand. So yeah. no, this is really comfy. I like it. Nice. So um, yeah, it was seller get fired, and um, I I told the guys and the young adults that we used to have a uh, uh, every month we had a sales meeting, and it was um, I mean it was great if you hit your numbers. Uh, it was very lucrative. We'd hand out hundred dollar bills, and and so you'd make a lot of money. It's a lot of celebration for success. But if you didn't, we called it the top gun and the pop gun. So the top gun got the money. The pop gun had to carry a, a, a toy gun and they had to put it on their desk <laughs> and, and they had to bring it to the next meeting. And then they got rid of it when they were no longer the pop gun wow. and, and moving up. So it was always pretty pressure filled um, a situation. So through that, um, and I've had the opportunity and blessed with the opportunity to go to a lot of seminars, leadership conferences, you know, best practices, that type of thing. And and so that's kind of where this predictable success came up, which is kind of what we're leading into mm -hmm. today is um, so. Uh, and there's a lot of you can go online and there's a lot of books written about predictable success and people have coined the phrase predictable success. But it's really gone back to biblical times. It, got, it goes back to as far as, you know, when when God told Adam, be fruitful and multiply, you know, and and they had. You know, he showed him where the gold was. He showed him where the seed was yeah. and where to plant the seeds and all that kind of stuff. So it goes back hmm. that far, but it's just actually implementing it. And so um, that's what we hope will, will come today, that there'll be one or two takeaways that you can put into practice mm -hmm. in your life that will make you more su more successful in doing it in a, in a shorter time frame. And, you know, um, because time is limited. That's the one thing that, you know, you never get more of and it seems like you never have enough of. And so <laughs> what we want to do is, is make it, you're more productive or more productive in the time that we have. So starting out, um, predictable success is, is just breaking it down and predictable is anything you can see or know before it happens based on previous mm -hmm. or known behaviors. Success is a favorable outcome. So predictable success is achieving a favorable outcome through known behaviors. And it's a confidence and you do get a confidence once you've done it for a while, because you're confident that if you do this, you're going to be successful. A confidence and comfort knowing that if proven processes are followed, success is certain. And again, you know, none of this new it goes back to the beginning of time, but a great example of this is Joshua. God chose him to lead Israel after Moses died and failure wasn't an option with God. God expects results. So God told them, told him this among other things and i'll read joshua 1 8 he said this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate it in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success so god told joshua speak the word at all times don't let it depart from your mouth think about it day and night do what it says and you'll make your way prosperous and have good success that is predictable success that's the definition a favorable outcome through known behaviors yeah. so um i'm just thinking i do you think most people think that success is predictable or do you think most people have a mindset that it's oh man if if the stars align or it's a hope and a prayer which hope and a prayer is a very powerful thing but we don't think of those in powerful terms do you think people really believe naturally that success is predictable i i think most people think that it's out there but oftentimes 
Um, it's out there for others to achieve, not necessarily for them to achieve. And so, um, and, and so because of that, it, it becomes so far out there that they, they, they're almost self It's a, you know, they're defeated before it even happens because they've never learned to how to succeed. And, and I've always believed success is choice. I always believe that, yeah. you know, you make your own opportunity and opportunity is where you find it. God will always open doors. And if you have that mindset and that attitude, God will open doors. And, and, uh, you know, it, it really begins with an attitude. Yeah. You know, what this whole thing reminds me of is the stock market. Cause I was just thinking about how, when people trade in the stock market, a lot of times somebody on the outside looking in thinks that's super unpredictable. You have no idea if it's going up or it's going down, but a successful trader looks at the history, the patterns and the behaviors. There's all these things that they look at. I don't know if you know much about it or not. I don't know a whole lot about it, but they look at what they call like candlesticks and head and shoulders and in, in the stocks. And they look at like three month periods at a time and they know if it did this behavior, it's going to do it again here. And they make a trade based off of that. And so you think it's very unpredictable, but there are patterns and behaviors that if you follow, you can be very successful. So I love, uh, you know, just Joshua one, eight, these are the behaviors that if you repeat these behaviors, yep. you will be successful. Yep. Over and over again. It's been proven. I agree. I, uh, with me in the stock market, um, I have a, a guy that I go to, a financial manager that's a lot smarter than me, so I don't have to know that. <laughs> and he does a lot better than I can do because, you know, I, what I learned about the stock market, if you don't know about it, do nothing. And and because your money will ride eventually yeah, over years, yeah. the stock market has done very well. So, right. but uh, so yeah, it is true. If you're, if you're looking at your, you know, like it, it says in Proverbs, if you're looking at, you'd be diligent to know the state of your affairs and you're looking at the stock market pretty soon, you are going to find those repeatable, yeah. um, you know, history over time and, uh, it's going to work itself out. And, and, and the same thing with real estate and all that kind of stuff, you just have to be, you have to be diligent and success is the same way. You got to be diligent, um, to want to achieve success and, um, there's a lot of people, um, unfortunately, um, throughout my career, um, we've had years, we've had 70% turnover in the sales department because um, people don't see it that way. They, it's, yeah. you know, they want to be where somebody else wants to, is without doing what they do to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a tough time right now because, you know, we, there is a lot of that where, you know, and, and a lot of the work-life balance has come from that, that, you know, typically salespeople, like in my career, um, I can honestly say I very rarely missed a, um, one of the kids' events, uh, hockey games, baseball games, um, Casey's gymnastics, and and uh, um, they did a lot of cheerleading things and softball. And, and uh, I remember one time she she sprained both her ankles and I told her to get up and rub some dirt on it and get back out there. And she's crying. Spoken like a true dad. Yeah. The coach is out there telling me to be quiet and all that stuff. But, some dirt on it. but did uh, you accidentally tell her seller be fired in that moment? Yeah, or? I said, <laughs> you're on the get well program. Yeah. And there's no crying yeah. in baseball. There's no crying in uh, baseball. There is no crying in movie. softball. And, uh, yeah. But um, so we the next week we went to spring break. She had casts on both her legs, so I felt a little, <laughs> oh, <laughs> felt no. a little bad. Rub a little oh, dirt on, get back out. Yeah, hey, I have bit. a question that's burning in my brain. It has nothing to do with this, so I'm gonna okay. say it and then we'll move on. Have you ever met Bob Vila? No. But, uh, when I think guy. of Pella Windows, I think oh, yeah. of Bob Vila. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's all on the corporate side. <laughs> they, uh, I just always remember watching the commercials and the shows and Bob Vila's building the house and guess what? Pella windows Pella are windows, going. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah. I'll guarantee you got those windows for free. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was, but, all right, let's move on. But so I can I can honestly say I I rarely missed uh, one of the kids' activities, but that didn't mean the next morning I was up at four o'clock in the morning or after they went to bed I wasn't doing it. So I you know you mm-hmm. definitely put the time in and um, but you, you know as long as you follow the priorities yeah. I think God honors mm-hmm. that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, in, in, in my career, so because of that, um, and I success or failure was not an option. And, and again, then there was two kids and three kids and, and a mortgage and all that stuff. And, and, uh, so you just, after a while, you know, year after year, and, and again, it's creating a culture, it's creating a habit, it's creating your character, whether you're, it's individually or with an organization, um, you know, it's, it's creating that, um, that diligence and that culture within yourself that I know what it does. I know what it takes to be successful. And, and, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to these proven principles. Like we talked about with predictable success, I'm going to commit to those. And so each year as I did it, it became easier. I changed some things. I added some things, but each year I knew what my, you know, I, I broke it down to the lowest common denominator. And I knew that, you know, if I wanted to make, this much, then I, I had to see this many people to quote this much, to quote this much. Um, you know, if I had a 30 or 40% closing ratio, then I'm going to have to quote 30 or 40% more than, than what I quoted. That's what to, to sell that much. And, and so I just, I knew that I, I could tell you every day what my quota for the day was. I could tell you what I have in the pipeline. And, and so I just managed my business that way. And I think because of that, that diligence, just the success follows. And, um, but, um, and, and again, I, glory goes to God. I I've just felt so blessed because I've, I've seen guys. And again, most of my career has been in the construction industry. I've seen people lose their families. I've seen divorce. I've seen, you know, uh, all that kind of thing. And, um, and so in the construction business, there's there's so you, you can work as hard as you want, but I just feel blessed that, you know, because of that, um, you know, with the time thing, I always I always had the time to be with my family yeah. and and yeah. you know, and to put God first. Yeah. And because of that is you know, God will bless it. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I was just thinking about, you know, maybe one of the main reasons why people aren't operating in this predictable success is they think that the formula is a one-time formula. Like if I just do A, B and C, then I'll get this and then I'm there. But as we read here, as what you're saying to me, predictable success comes from repeated behaviors, being diligent and being consistent. So each and every day, waking up and speaking the word, thinking about it day and night, doing what it says, then your way will be prosperous. But it's not like, oh, now I'm in prosperity. Because if you fail to do those things, you drop right back out of prosperity. So right. it's not a one-time formula. It's about consistently repeating these behaviors. Right. It's it's becomes a culture. Jim Hunter, I at the bottom of my notes, he's one of um, – he also – you can go online and look him up. But he uh, um, did a, uh, a seminar at Pelicorp one year, 
and you know he gave us each a little credit card type thing a little card that um it says your thoughts determine your actions your actions determine your habits your habits determine your character and your character determines your destiny so again this becomes part of your character and it becomes a habit first and then it becomes a part of your character and then i've always said success is choice and so um when it becomes a part of your 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 habits and your character then your destiny is it follows and and you achieve that destiny i was just thinking about what both of you said in another great leader who's become really popular and has a really successful podcast as well craig rochelle the pastor of life church he has a quote that i really like and it says ordinary people do occasionally what successful people do consistently Right. And that's really the difference between yep. an ordinary person yep. and a successful person, how often they're repeating the successful systems and behaviors. Yeah. And, and that's what I kind of like about this is, is um, you know, as, as I started doing it at first, it just seemed like it was a lot of work to get it going. But then once you get it going, then you have that, that plan in place. And so it's just plugging in the numbers from year to year, tweaking things that you need to tweak. And then, um, and then, like you said, like you both said, you follow through. You got to yeah. follow through every day. You got you to be willing to take on that next appointment and to see that extra person. But the good news is after you kind of created that, the biggest thing is, is making it a habit, you know, mm. creating the culture in your mind. Uh, because mm. once you do that, um, then it's fast and easy. I, you know, it's, you can steam, stream, uh, steam, Streamline it. Streamline. <laughs> Stream, not steam. Streamline it. Streamline it. Streamroll it. Steam roll it. Once yeah. you yeah. streamline yeah. it in your mind, you right? Streamroll it. Right. And uh, <laughs> because, you know, once the, the processes and behaviors are in place, then they become kind of your standard operating practice and within your organization or within your individual, your SOP, standard operating practices, and they be, become repeatable. And so you're not re- reinventing the wheel every week, every year. And sorry, keep finish your thought. And then I want to ask a question. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Well, I'm just thinking about how much certain uh, industries have changed so much and how much research and development there's been and what seems like all types of business, but you're saying there's such a consistent thing that we can do every year that repeats success. There's part of me that thinks if things are always changing, can we really always rely on this set principles that we keep going back to what would you say to somebody with all the change in business or all the change in man even in youth ministry it seems like things change a lot right how can it be so consistent so um if you just look at technology you know when i when i started in my career we had no cell phones i knew every single payphone between here and Grand Junction, here in Aspen, here in wow. Telluride, Whoa. and I would call. <laughs> That's and impressive. I would get the, I, and I knew, pennies, I knew too, the ones huh? that were in shelter. So if it was raining, I wouldn't stand out in the rain. I mean, I knew. <laughs> and my, when Jan would go with me to Denver, I'd have to stop, and and she'd be so upset because we'd stop in Summit County for thirty minutes while I was on the payphone. Wow, making, I can't even retention. imagine that. <laughs> I know, we're we're exactly. so blessed. <laughs> so yeah, and you didn't, you don't know what you don't have, right? So yep. we just did it, but. Um, but anyway, so look how much technology has changed, but the one thing that, that, uh, you know, I've kind of always, um, appreciated is, is Toyota, um, GM, those, um, they adopted, um, a culture called Six Sigma and Six Sigma is basically eliminating variation. And so just like we said, there's so many variables that have happened throughout 
time, everything changes. But if you, God never changes. God is the mm-hmm. same yeah. yesterday. There's no variation or shadow mm-hmm. of turning. And so what he did, Six Sigma is, is you eliminate variation. And if you do, for instance, on an assembly line, um, uh, variation would be if you ran a hundred parts through the, uh, through the assembly line and, and today you had 20, um, defects tomorrow, you had three, the next day you had six and the next day you had four. So what they did is they wanted to eliminate the variation. They didn't want to eliminate mistakes. They didn't call it mistakes. They didn't want to change anything as far as, um, um, technology or mm-hmm. anything like that, because technology is always pro- uh, improving and changing. Mm-hmm. They wanted to eliminate variation, and so they decided, okay, instead of having six, you know, over a month, sixteen different variations of to this day eight, this day nine, this day, let's get it down to five. Let's get it down that we have five defects, and and let's take it from five. And then when we got to five, we can take it to two. And companies like Toyota, GM, um, they eliminated the variation in that way they started going to perfection and again technology is always changing but Mm -hmm. you eliminate the variation so eliminating the variation would be um you know what um if i know every single week i have to make i really need to to get this many quotes this many orders i'm gonna have to see 10 to 15 people and am i always prospecting because you always got to prospect to the next sale because if you don't or if you're in any kind of business if you're not prospecting for the next sale or for the next construction job or the next you know you're trying to get more more kids into uh to youth if you're not always developing that prospecting or right program then you're working yourself out so, of a job. So I'm, I mean, I don't, I'm sure windows have changed a lot. You sell right. windows, but your principle of talking to a certain amount of prospective clients and the ratio of mm-hmm. how many people you talk to and then how many sales you can close on that, that's probably remained somewhat similar. Well, the good news about um, technology is it's so much easier now that everything is, is can be done remotely. Everything that can be done online. Um, it used to be that, um, 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 when I sold, you never, never mailed a quote and you always presented a quote in person. Nobody has time to sit down right, in front wow. of a salesperson and have them present right. the quote in person. It's done over email. So the thing that's changed for the good with technology is you can see so many more people. Hmm. You can reach out to so many more people. And and so that's why, um, and again, um, you know, when I transitioned from sales to sales management, um, you know, I, I, I hired Kyle. And so that was my point of no return. I couldn't fire Kyle and go back to sales. So that part of my career, I had to be successful as a sales manager too, because, um, and now those guys, um, so leadership is, is achieving results through the efforts of others. And so I hired, as I hired more reps, then I had to achieve more results. And, and last year, my, my best year in the territory, and I know you can do inflation and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it goes by units too. Um, so my best year was like $5 million on my own last year, my two reps, um, Kyle and and another rep named Mike that I've known, they each did about 10 million. Wow. Whoa. That's multiplication. Yeah. So that's through the efforts of others. And so achieving results through the efforts of others. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and that's what we're all called to be leaders. I mean, Jesus has called all of us, you know, and I, I say Luke 12, 48, a lot, the last of it too much has been given much is required Mm -hmm. and to him has been given too much. Um, they will ask the more. So, 
um, you know, staying the same and I just want to sell this much and I just want to be responsible for this much, you know, it, it never works that way because you're always, yeah. you know. Um, that's good. Can we talk a little bit about maybe eliminating variables in your spiritual life? Like the Sig Sigma motto in your spiritual life. Maybe you have some examples. I was just thinking while you were talking there for a minute, like maybe for me, a, a variation sometimes is when I, when my devotional time is. So if you don't set a priority, sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the evening. And if you don't prioritize when you want it, something else might take over. And then it varies to a degree where some days you may not even have your own personal study time. So I'm thinking about prioritizing and making a very consistent time every single day that you get in the word. Maybe that's a way how you eliminate variables. Maybe, I don't know if you were prepared for this question, but eliminating variation in your spiritual life. So absolutely. So I, um, we talked a little bit, um, about this in the, in the youth when we were kind of in the breakout sections, but, um, so every day I, I've had this same routine yeah. and it doesn't matter if we go on vacation. I've had this same yeah. routine. I, I read, I read the Bible. I read a Psalm and I read, um, one of, uh, a chapter from the gospels and then from the epistles. And, yeah. and wow. then I, I have, um, you know, a prayer book that I read certain prayers. I pray obviously for my wife, for my grandkids, for my kids yeah. and, um, and favor. And, and then, um, and then, so then, and that's all, you know, right when I get up while I'm having mm -hmm. a cup of coffee, I'll just read the Bible and, and I'll, I'll kind of be led by the Holy Spirit. And I, I really appreciate the book that John Brevere wrote, John and mm -hmm. Addison Brevere on, um, the Holy ghost and, and an yeah. introduction yeah. to the Holy ghost, because I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's like to the point that he's sitting beside me every single morning and yeah. we're just having this time together, Praise re God. reading, Amen. studying the Bible and, and, uh, just getting to know him more. Yeah. And, uh, and so that to me, when I don't do it, and for instance, you know, if I have to get up and drive somewhere by a certain amount of time, I really miss it. I can, mm -hmm. I yeah. can feel it, you know? Yeah. And so you just want to get back into it. So that's yeah, good. that's really good. Repeatable I mean, behaviors every yeah. morning. And that's what's yeah. setting you up for success. Yeah. Cause if you don't do it, the, the, all the business of the day takes over and you never find time. Or when you do it, it's not as productive in the morning. I'm fresh. Somebody could maybe do it in the afternoon, but I've got all the stuff of the day. And, and, and then in, in the afternoon, you know, it's always good to, to do something to clear your mind. So you're not taking your, your work home. Yeah. That reminds me of another quote that I just recently heard on a leadership podcast from the same gentleman. He said, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. So you can have a great goal, but if your system mm -hmm. of repeated behaviors hasn't been built up yeah. to that goal, you're only right. going to fall to your yeah. habit, which you have to build. Right. So exactly I like that. And that's exactly habit. what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Would you do this? Because I think it's such a great applicable thing. And I want to leave uh, our podcast with this. The touch on setting goals and the what, when, next. Because I think that's predictable behaviors in a system you can yeah. build on each goal. Yeah. So um, if if you're into history, you could uh, – the greatest what, when, next, again, is nothing – anything that I invented. But uh, John F. Kennedy back in the 60s um, – and you know he was assassinated before he got it – he saw it through. But – he had a goal. We were getting Russia was was beating us good in the space race, and so he had a goal that we were going to put a man on the moon before anybody else. And um, so 
he he set a goal and he said, what is the man on the moon win by the end of the 1960s and what's next? Well, what was next is obviously the finance he had to have. Five point six million billion dollars, and five point six billion oh, in the sixties was a lot of money. Right, you print <laughs> that much money off in a month. Nowadays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, but outside the topic, keep but, going. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, but anyway, um, so knowing that he he had to break it down, and so he knew that if he asked the American um, public for five point six billion dollars to win a space race, that would never happen. So he he, he broke it down into years and. Um, a what when next and and so he kept breaking that what when next until smaller achievable goals and he was assassinated in 64 and in 1969 we the um america sent three astronauts to the moon successfully and brought him back and that is we're not going to go to the moon i'm not going to go to outer space <laughs> i'm not going to do the what when next thing to the space but i can do it uh, in in my daily goals, I can do it in my weekly goals, that's and good. and that's what makes it so easy. If if you just follow the processes, it's just like the, the easiest example is losing weight. What if I want to lose twenty pounds? You know, I can't do it in a week, um, but I can break it down to okay, maybe I lose two pounds a week or or a pound a month, whatever it is, and I got a what when next, and um, you know what and when, and then the next is diet and exercise. So you can do that. Um, you can do it with debt. You can do it with um, you know, exercise, you can do it pretty much with anything is if you're just willing to just take a few minutes, just a few minutes, not a lot of time. That's what I like about this is it's not a lot of time once yeah. you get it going. That's good. I was thinking about, it wasn't Kennedy. I just looked it up. Um, it was FDR and you remember, well, I obviously don't, I wasn't alive, but he did the whole thing called the March of Dimes. Right. Um, right. You're just talking about because you said Kennedy, you couldn't just ask the public for five point eight billion dollars. So you broke it down into smaller chunks. And I think what FDR did it was to battle, I think it's some childhood disease, but he asked everybody to mail in dimes. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Finding a unique way to present a problem to someone that encourages them to participate in a solution that it's not overwhelming. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. just was thinking about right. that. I thought it was Kennedy at first and then I had to look it up, but it was yeah. FDR. Yeah. It's just, I mean, he probably had a goal of how much he wanted yeah. to fund March of Dimes. And so he just said, wait a second, you know, I can't, I can't ask every household in America to give hundreds of dollars, but if everybody gave a dime, that's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the quandary a lot of people fall into. They, they start off dreaming big, but they don't have any system. Yeah. That is small enough to achieve the big. So then they start not dreaming as big and then there's no momentum because there's no vision. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wrote this down as you said it because I just saw it this way. We need to dream big. Then we need to start small, but we need to stay consistent. Is Absolutely. that a good way to bring yep. all that mm -hmm. together? And what went next? Yep. Dream big. Absolutely. Definitely start bigger than yourself, bigger than but yourself. then bring it really small, yeah. but then stay consistent yep. with it. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Right on. Well, we're nearing our end and we are faithful. We have a system that we stick with here on the <laughs> podcast of ending with the wisdom of the day. And again, that's the one takeaway. And you mentioned that with the young adults and the youth when you ministered to us there, that if anything we come into, if we can take one principle that we can go away from that and live it out and stay consistent with it, we can start to grow. So we're going to go over the wisdom of the day. Do any of you want to start off with your wisdom of the day? Yeah, I have something that it was something that I took away from a point that you said. And I don't even know if you knew it was a point, but you were talking about how 
um, you would go to Casey's games, even though that mean you had to get up at four in the morning the next day. And so I was just thinking about how successful people, mature people never run out of time. They make time. So it's, I was just thinking like you obviously value your job and you value your child's games. So you, but you're not valuing, you, you weren't valuing your job so much that you go, Hey, I have to get up at four. So therefore I can't go to your game. You go, I'm making time for both. You went to the game and you sacrificed and still got up at four in the morning. So I was just thinking about mature, successful people don't ever run out of time. They make the time. Does that make sense? Right. That's yeah. one thing that I'm working on. Um, something that's important to you. If you run out of time during the day, you don't just go, oh, oh I guess we're not going to do it. No, you do it. If you value it, you do it. Right. And to that point, when you run out of time, what's left is excuses. Ooh. So, yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah, wow. There's so, the cutthroat coming out. <laughs> so yeah, that, I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, in Proverbs it says, uh, and, and this kind of stuck with me, diligence is a man's precious possession. And, yeah. you know, it does, and that's a choice. So, you know, you choose to put these into practice and, or you choose not to. And so it, it's, it's a choice. So hopefully there's something here that you can kind of take in and you can implement. And, and again, it's not an overnight fix, but you'll see results quicker than you think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look back and I think, oh my gosh, how, how fast time flies. But, um, you know, then you kind of think no regrets. So. That's good. Do you have a wisdom of the day or do you want me to give mine first? Time? I want you to give yours. All right. Mine is what <laughs> I just said. Uh, my revelation off of the what went next, dream big, start small, stay consistent. I agree. Yeah, I, I'll stick with that one too. <laughs> you have to have a different one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Anything yeah. you want to expound on? Yeah. Maybe real quick, just go through the five steps of predictable success. Okay. I just think yeah, I mean, that's good. a great way to wrap it all up in, in a nice little bow because we've just been talking about it for half an hour. Now here's five quick steps, characteristics, okay. I should say predictable success okay so number one vision and um the proverb says without a vision people cast off restraint or they go in their own direction they don't have a clear direction so write it down and make it plain um god says this a lot begin with the end in mind um god had a plan when he when he created the universe just read the end of proverbs chapter eight um the number two set goals what went next we talked about that. Number three, be decisive and consistent. Follow through. Do what you say you will do. And that that's character. Do yeah. what you say you'll do. And it's not a one-time thing. It's developed over time based on repeatable processes. You are creating a culture of success within yourself. Mm -hmm. And for accountability, um, we had a pastor had a thing before um, about the crazy friends. Yeah. And who are you going to be accountable to? And and we all need to be accountable, to, whether it's our spouse, um, you know, a friend, um, whatever it is to God, to the Holy Ghost. Um, we got to develop a level of accountability or who we who will commit to be accountable to. And then finally, uh, ownership. You are responsible for the end result. Yeah. It's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. Ooh. You got some good punchlines yeah, there. Yeah. I like it. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, I loved that. That was really good stuff. Predictable success. I hope you audio listener pulled away a few golden nuggets and you can apply them in your life because our goal is to recreate success in other people. That's right. And, That's true. And to know that it's possible. It's attainable. Yeah. 
I yep. think what you said is a lot of people believe that success can be predictable, but it's unattainable for me. Success can be attainable for yes. every single right. person. Right. And God will always give you the next steps. You know, yep. it's not a huge leap. It's a step at a time. And God will always lead you to the next step. Next step. Would you mind praying us out of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. That's good. yeah, I'm asking you, yeah. sir. Sure. <laughs> thank you, thank thank you so you. much. Oh, Father God, we just thank you uh, so much for this time together. And and Lord, I, I consider it an honor to be able to to talk to your people. And and um, you're such a faithful God. And, and uh, to be able to just share some of what you've shared with me to... Um, to the to the listeners out there lord and um it, it really is truly an honor and a blessing and and uh you're just such a good god and we just pray over each and every person here i pray over each and every person at the sound of our voice lord that there's one thing that they could take away that they could implement that they can say you know just give them a you know, uh, just a revelation that I can do that. I can do that. And then they can see beyond, see beyond their current situation to the, to what they can be and, and the destiny that you have for them. And, and, uh, we just thank you so much again, uh, for new creation church and, and for the willingness of, of pastor Jonathan and John P Lord to, to put their time to do this and, and, uh, and just, uh, you know, believe and, and pray over each and every person in our, in our body, Lord, for success. And, and we give you all the praise and the glory for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 <laughs> say amen to that. <laughs> thank you, Alan. And thank you yeah. everyone for listening. And you can be confident that uh, we will be successful in bringing you another podcast next week. On, and oh yeah, we're, we're going to have like a month of guests. We're going to have just a bunch of guests. So yeah. Look forward to that uh, yeah. next week on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay. And every now and yeah. then a guest. <laughs> and every now and a guest. Thank you, Alan. So, so, yeah, if there's anything that anybody would like to ask me, I'm available. Um, just let me know. Yeah. Great way to find Reach him is to come Sunday. to church on Sunday at, you know, our church. Uh, <laughs> our yeah, church. Yeah, our church. That we love. New Creation Church. New Creation Church. 44761 Highway 6. And 24. Springs. Glenwood Springs, Colorado. <laughs> All right. 601. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.